Hello and welcome. I quit the podcast. <laughs> me too. <laughs> but I quit first, so it counts only for me. You are <laughs> welcome back. We are here with Bristol Highlights. We are here with yeah. Chase Elliott. Say hey, Chase. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> the elimination race. Oh my god. So the week leading up to it, you know, obviously we like to kind of go over the week, uh, any kind of NASCAR news. So the week leading up to it, we had SBG, Shane Van Gissenbergen. Oh, I said it right. I'm really proud of myself. Hell yeah. <laughs> he officially signed with Track House for Truck Xfinity Inc. Mm-hmm. Cup Select Races. Mm-hmm. They called it a develop developmental. What's it? A developmental ride, I guess you can say. So he's doing all three. Mm-hmm. He's doing a mixture of all three. He's he's not just in Cup. He he's doing a few trucks, a few Xfinity, and a few Cup. I just assume, like a mix. yeah, like a mix. I assume it's to get him developed and get him ready to go for Cup. Developed while also being in Cup, but mm-hmm. technically not full time Cup. Yeah, because he has. Cup. He has to learn. He has to learn to how to use a car, how you know, do all those things. He already won a race. He don't need to learn anything. Okay, but <laughs> here's the thing. I I explained this too. It was he even said it, it was a perfect storm. No one's ever been on that racetrack. Mm-hmm. This car is still very new. So everyone was learning every lap, just like he was. The only thing is, he mm-hmm. had a little bit of advantage because he races cars mm-hmm. very similar to that. Every single time. So, it was a perfect storm on how he won. I'm not discrediting his win. Obviously, that was a really impressive win. I think win. that's what you're doing. I'm not at all. <laughs> I like him, so. <laughs> Another thing that was announced, Bristol 2024. Mm. Both races, concrete. I hate that. I Me hate too. that. I hate that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> tell me how you really feel. I'll tell you right now. You hate it? Yes. Dang, I didn't know that. Yeah, now you do. <laughs> and guess what? What? I hate it. Really? Yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and guess what's going to happen in about 10 minutes from now? What? I'm still going to hate it. <laughs> <laughs> Can you go into like why exactly you hate it? Because I... I, you've never like said to me like, uh, oh, I hate dirt or anything. So I know you didn't hate dirt, but I, I've never heard you say, oh, I love dirt. I like, I never said I, I love dirt because we have a dirt race. So I'm like, why do I, there's nothing for me to say. I'm I'm cool with one dirt race on a cup. I mean, I know they're cup cars. You're not always going to be on a dirt with them. I understand that. I mean, that's really for sprint cars, late models, all that all that fun stuff. Midget, quarters, mm-hmm. all that. I understand that's mainly for dirt. But I would like to see cup cars on a dirt. And to me, Bristol gave me that. Mm-hmm. Is there a reason... You're you're a fan. You you're especially a fan of like every every series leading up to Cup. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, the reason why I hate it is variety. That's one less thing, one less unique race to look forward to. You know, that's why I don't like it. I don't like it as in from an entertainment standpoint. Mm-hmm. I want to be entertained, and I love seeing cars in new places new situations that's why mm-hmm. i was excited for street that was yeah. the first time why do you not like it is it is it the same reason or is it different i think yeah i, I think it's a little 
variety, I guess you can say. Because mm-hmm. the way I think about it is, you're cup drivers. You're supposed to be one of the, some of the top-notch drivers in the world. Why why can't you drive on all surfaces? And of course, we're not going to get over every surface, but we can get over road course, mm-hmm. you know, oval, super speedways, intermediate tracks. We short can go tracks. into yeah, short tracks. Shorter tracks, the clash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those are miniature tracks. And then you can also do dirt races, and it doesn't have to be a bunch, but I'm cool with that. One race. Imagine a dirt road course. That's really rally, rally car racing at that point. Really? Yeah. I was going to say, I feel like that's something that exists. Yeah, rally car racing. Isn't that what Shane does? No, that's what Travis Pastrana does. Oh. hmm But they also him. bump. I mean, they also jump a little bit. <laughs> like, one ramp, usually. What if we put ramps on... No. Like, asphalt? <laughs> that's sweet. That's sweet. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you're saying entertainment sake. Is mainly why you don't like it. Yeah, I, I think it just gives us variety, and I, I just think it's cool to know mm-hmm. I'm watching NASCAR and there's a race on dirt. I know drivers didn't like it, but honestly, I'll be honest with you. And some fans didn't like it, but I'll be honest with some, you. Some, I feel like a lot. I've seen a lot of hate for the Bristol dirt. But here's the issue with me about this. Now, I'll get into the drivers first before I get into the fans because mm-hmm. I'm more heated about the fans. <clears throat> drivers are not driving for entertainment. They're driving to win. Mm-hmm. So, if most drivers don't like it. That usually tells me that place is either hard to drive at or it's very frustrating to drive at. That necessarily mean that it's a horrible track. It's just mm-hmm. frustrating for them to be at. Because, mm-hmm. like I said, drivers care more about winning than they do about entertainment. If it was up to them, they'd have fucking boring races. If them them winning every race, every single driver would do that. Mm-hmm. Now here's the issue with my the fans. The issue I have with the fans is they are very hypocritical on what mm-hmm. they like and what they want. Just a few years ago, and you can look this back, probably 2018. Mm-hmm. Everyone kept saying more road courses, more road courses, more road courses. I I do remember that. Yeah. And now what's everyone saying? Less road courses. Oh, Sonoma's so boring. Oh, Watkins Glen's so boring. Why mm-hmm. don't we have so many road courses on the on the circuit? Mm-hmm. That's annoying. I love the road course. I love the how there there's more. That's great. I've never been a fan of oh less less road courses. Now, when it comes to dirt, everyone's like. Oh, we don't like it, blah, 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 this and that. But I also feel like a lot of those people are the fans that were here before. This isn't NASCAR 2001, NASCAR 2005. Mm-hmm. This is NASCAR 2023. We have to do different different things. We all know the state of the sport. You know, it's not like everyone is sitting down and watch NASCAR over football every weekend. Not that it was ever like that. But it was also way more popular. And I feel like everyone just kind of like is a hypocrite on what they want in the, in, in the track and what they want in the car. I do like racing. I do like seeing people pass. And I, I obviously, who doesn't? I do like seeing entertainment-wise when it comes to crashing and, and mm-hmm. those things. But I also understand, as a fan, you cannot get that every single race, mm-hmm. which is understandable. But yeah. For fans to go on and then all of a sudden be like, I want less road courses. I want this. Why do we have a dirt? Why do, why can't we have two Bristols? Mm-hmm. I like the variety. 
I'd rather have. I do too. I'd rather have every single track we have on the circuit one race. From my one race. from my point of view, I you very much know this. I don't like road courses. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. It's kind of funny because it's like, why do you like ovals? It's just a left turn. I don't know. I just don't like road courses. But I'm not sitting here saying like, oh, we need less road courses. I'm like. I know people want to see road courses. And also, yeah, it is more entertaining. They're doing laps, rights, slowing down, going faster. Like, that is more entertaining, honestly. Yeah, I, I, I 100% think that. Like, I just want more entertainment for a sport. And I think we're going in the wrong direction when we put two Bristol races. Because now I feel like that opens up to more places having two races again. And I, I get it. Like, also, like, you know, money's involved and going to tracks requires a lot of different money and Probably you know, expensive input. to get dirt in. Yeah, I mean, exactly, like stuff like that. I I get it, but I think they should really focus on adding more variety. You know, Texas got just lost, got rid of one of their races. You know, obviously, I like them having two races because two selfish. chances for us to go. Exactly. <laughs> but at the same time, I understand Texas is not the most fun to watch on TV. Mm-hmm. I understand not a lot of people like it, but also it gives another oppor- another place for opportunity. Like for instance, it was supposed mm-hmm. to be at Texas this year, the All Star Race, and it wasn't. It was at North of Wilkesboro. We've never been there. Now it did it deliver? No, that race was horrible. But still, we tried we, it. Yeah, we tried it. We went somewhere new. That's really it cool. Hyped up. It got hyped up. Stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Exactly. So like, you know that was really fun and really cool to see. <clears throat> now, you know, I just don't like fans being hypocritical, and I feel like NASCAR has the most hypocritical fans. I think rather than, like, hypocritical fans, it's more of, like, NASCAR has this weird thing in the fan base where people are silent. When they're happy with things, they're silent. And the people that aren't happy with things, they're loud. Mm. Right? And then NASCAR changes, and it's like, okay, we heard you. We're getting rid of the dirt. And now people are coming out, like, no, like what? Like this is this doesn't look good for the sport. Now those people are allowed, mm-hmm. and the people that wanted them to get rid of Bristol dirt, they're quiet because they're happy. And yeah, I think that's, that's an true. odd phenomenon that NASCAR has. That's true, and I think you know to credit your point, Jeff Gluck put out uh, you know the was Bristol a good race, mm-hmm. and he pointed out. That the approval ratings for yes for this race that happened this last weekend on on concrete was less approval rate than it was for the dirt race earlier this year. Mm-hmm. So how are you gonna go into the week being like, oh yeah, we're gonna have two concrete races, and then Monday the fans are like, mm, this race wasn't mm-hmm. as good as a dirt race. Yeah, oftentimes in fan bases you hear like, oh I'm. Uh, I'm doing this for like the silent minor- majority because like a lot of the times the majority of people's like opinions and stuff they just don't really voice it they're just silent but like they like it they're entertained and stuff so they know that that the majority likes it the thing with NASCAR is like the majority is silent mm-hmm. like to to a fault honestly nobody really says anything when they're excited and like Nothing nothing really gets said. So it's just, it's a really weird phenomenon that the NASCAR fan base ha- has, honestly. I cannot, I can see 
why NASCAR, NASCAR struggles with the calls that they make, for sure. But um, I do agree with you, like, at the end of the day, or I agree with the sentiment, at the end of the day, they need to be looking at, I think, entertainment. Obviously, they're always going to look at their money and business first. That's understandable. They're a corporation. But I think they are doing a good job of focusing on entertainment more lately. They're bringing in new fans. Yeah, we, we're I agree with that. They're bringing in enough fans that we were like, let's have a podcast. <laughs> so fans could hear other fans, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> but uh, this call was definitely a disappointing one. Yeah, I felt like it. I feel like the Dirt Race did bring in new eyes. And mm-hmm. now it's just another Bristol race, you know? Yeah. Yeah, oh, I'm gonna miss this one. It's okay. There's gonna be another one later in the year. Yeah, it kind of it's kind of like the definition of insane. The definition of insane from what I, I think it, actually I think it's a quote from what I've heard. The definition of insane is doing something over and over again, thinking it's gonna be something different. Mm-hmm. We can't be doing the same tracks and thinking we're gonna all of a sudden get a bunch of fans. Mm-hmm. We can't do that. I love Bristol. Yeah, Me and you are big fans of Bristol. Mm-hmm. It's my favorite track. I love seeing them race there, but I don't want to see two of the same race. Exactly. Yeah. You're right. You're right. I, yeah. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> now, right before, I, I think it was right before the Xfinity race was Zane Smith, his cup ride. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was. I can't really remember. But I think it was after. Oh, well. Whatever. Anyways, <laughs> we'll talk about that before I get into Xfinity Race. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Zane Smith, he's a, has a cup deal with Trackhouse, with an alliance with Spire mm-hmm. Motorsports. So it looks like he's going to be teammates with Corey Joy. So he's technically going to be Spire, but he's Trackhouse? Or he's yeah, technically Trackhouse, but he's working out of Spire. You see, that's, I mean, maybe if I look better at it. What it looks like is he's with Trackhouse mm-hmm. with an alliance with Spire. <laughs> Just repeating yourself. Uh, either way, that <laughs> it's very I, confusing. Like I don't really say anything that's really like definitive. Like uh-huh. use a Trackhouse. More to come. What exactly that means, I guess. <laughs> but basically, he has an alliance with them. Those two teams have an alliance and are making a right for Zane Smith, particularly. Yeah. Basically, he's in cup now. Yeah. Or he has a cup contract next year. Which, honestly, I, w- I literally sent it to you, like, the the video and stuff. Like, his, his video, uh, like, his interview or whatever. His press conference or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, announcing it and stuff. And <laughs> I got so emotional. Like, I started crying and stuff. I don't even know him. <laughs> oh I was God. like, I don't even know what I followed him on Twitter, but I followed him. <laughs> and I, like, I love Zane Smith. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I don't know anything about him. Is he good in Trump? Yeah. He He's... won the championship last year, right? I think so. I can't remember. I think it was last year. But he's been really good. Like, he's no doubt. Like, he's won multiple races, I think, two years in a row now. Interesting, though, because he's going from truck to cup. Mm-hmm. He's skipping mm-hmm. Xfinity. Well, look at Carson Hosovar. Dude just got, I think, uh, let me double check. I'll double check. <laughs> but I think he just got his top 10. Okay, technically he finished 11th. So he didn't get a top 10. He got a top 15. He got a top 15. Almost top 10. Finished mm-hmm. 11th. And it's what, his fourth start ever? 
or third start ever as a cup. Mm. Dude has more cup starts than he has Xfinity starts. <laughs> Does he really? Yes. <laughs> and he finished eleventh. So it seems like the trend is why go to Xfinity if you're good enough. I think I have noticed that, like over the years. I never saw much of a point of going to Xfinity first because, not saying, like, not to discredit people in Xfinity, but it just looks like skill level is about the same for Xfinity and Cup. It's just that Xfinity is technically under Cup because in Xfinity, I feel like the whole point is gaining experience. Mm-hmm. Well, that, obviously, that's a point for everything all around, but... It, it, I think they're both similar skill level. I can't really speak on it. I'm not a race car driver nor know anything. I'm just a fan. From the outside looking in, it seems like less of like a, oh, you go to Xfinity because like that's skill level one and you have to gain experience and more skill and then you can join Cup and that's like skill level two or mm-hmm. something, right? But to me, it seems like they're both skill level two. It's just, you know creating a name for yourself in Xfinity first yeah. so you can go into Cup. That's what it's always seemed like to me. But if you create a name for yourself before going to Cup, I feel like it's very possible. I mean, before going to Xfinity, I feel like it's very possible to just go to Cup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, money talks. Go You're probably to... not going to win <laughs> immediately, but yep. that's just how it goes for rookie drivers, honestly. Yep. I agree. Now on to the Xfinity race. I think this is the first episode we're actually going to cover something that happened in another mm-hmm. race. Yeah. I do like watch. I mean, I'm not going to go over all of Xfinity. I just want to kind of go over a brief overview of it. Mm-hmm. We go over all the instances in Cup, and we go over the, like, if anything, like, big happens mm-hmm. in any of the other races. Yeah. And obviously, like, I I usually watch Truck and Xfinity throughout the weekend, as well as Cup. I know you don't. Sometimes you all watch Arca. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I watch Arca. <laughs> But mostly I keep it truck and Xfinity and Cup. But that Xfinity race yeah, I definitely was amazing. From start to finish, you can just, wow. It was just, it was an all-time banger. Yeah, you're excited. You're like, Xfinity's on or whatever. And I'll be like, okay. It was such <laughs> a good race through in, like, through in, throughout. Like, it was so cool. It, and then also, like, adding the magic of Dell Jr. racing. That was so cool. And him leading laps and him being in first. That was really, really mm-hmm. cool. He was excited if he was just being top 15, top 10 from his radio. And then he realized, he was like, oh shit, I have a car that can win. Unfortunately, with about 40 laps left, his car catches on fire in the dash. Mm-hmm. And he has to immediately come down pit road and get out the car. Now, the issue I did have with this was the team members came to him. and He, he tried calling for the official and the official said no. But he was literally in danger. Why isn't the official going to help the driver? I know you have a job and you can't put yourself in risk. But at no point should a pit crew team be running out there to save a driver rather than an official. I did not know that. Wait, so the official said no? Yeah, the official was like no. Why? Because they didn't want to get near the fire? <laughs> I don't know. I'm assuming maybe it's because they were out on the track. Like, everything was still green. In, like, protocol or something. Yeah, maybe. I mean, he was literally driving still. He finally slowed down. He stopped, and he was he put down his window net. He was, like, telling everyone, like, hurry up. 
And that's when I think it was John Hunter Niemicek's team ran out to him and literally like pulled his ass out. Dang! So it wasn't a junior's team. Mm mm. He wasn't. I don't. I don't even know if he was by them. He was just trying to get out so quick, as quick as he can. So pick crew, whatever pick crew members were closest, they're like, oh yeah, shit, exactly. <laughs> Let's pull this this guy yeah. out. And he and I think also he wasn't like fully like he didn't go in. Oh, let me let me park here. It was just kind of like he went in and just stopped. Mm-hmm. He went in kind of halfway into a pit stall and just had to hurry and get out because mm-hmm. he was like really he was really on fire. You smell terrible, by the way. You smell like a fire. What happened? Yeah, I've got a hole in my pants. Uh, somehow or another, the shifter tunnel caught on fire. I saw you know, saw some smoke in the car, and uh, I smelled it, and I was like, hopefully that's not me. But um, it was uh, la- that last lap I saw a big fireball down in the tunnel in the car, and I felt it. Obviously, my, my, my uniform was burning up. And I was like, I can't keep going. i got to stop. And usually when you stop, the fires get bigger. So I pulled over by the pit stall and and some of them guys were pretty alert and they helped me out and i hate it we're gonna finish in the top 10 maybe top five we had a shot at winning it if the car was gonna run good at the end but um trying not to mess nobody's night up at the same time so it was hard you know but i had fun and afterwards you literally see the the burn marks on his legs on his fire shoot yeah i saw there uh he says he's fine and everything like no burns or anything but there is a hole in his fire suit mm-hmm. that's crazy oh that was burning that's crazy to know, like, it was that serious. I didn't know it was that serious because you can, re- in the in car, you couldn't really see what was going on. You can tell there was smoke in the car, but you couldn't see why. Or where. Yeah, or where. So, I was like, oh, man, that sucks for him. And I realized it was serious whenever they had to hurry and pull him out. And so I was like, I hope he's okay. And and, and he seemed like he was happy and having fun with it. But <laughs> it's just crazy. And he's even said that. It's like, that, that's so awkward for that to happen. Why so, did... Did NASCAR ever speak out, like, why the officials Mm-mm. didn't do anything nope. or whatever? Mm-mm. That's infuriating. <sighs> I think it's going to end up being something like, oh, it's against protocol, so NASCAR can't really do anything because they were following protocol. But as, like, a somebody who works in, like, if you're an EMT or a doctor or nurse or just anything like that a firefighter a police officer on duty or not if you see something like that happening you don't give a fuck about protocols you just go and you Mm -hmm. you go do the damn thing exactly so it's crazy that the official the nearest official or whatever was saying no not having that bone in them and they're the ones that are supposed to be out there saving them Mm -hmm. and taking care of them and stuff yeah it's that's against protocol like no, police officers and everybody, they know there are exceptions. Mm-hmm. If something's happening, you go and do something. Yeah, exactly. So that's infuriating that, often, you know, a lot of times fans are upset about like, oh, fix the safety, fix the safety, fix the barriers, make the car safer and stuff. Mm-hmm. And you you don't think about the people they're hiring to do these things that much either because they're supposed to, they're being paid to do that. But that's just crazy to me. Yeah. That should go against your very core as somebody who's out there saving, trying to save lives and stuff. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's upsetting. I did not know that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Tell me how you really feel. I'm fine. <laughs> this is why I want to be a firefighter. <laughs> yeah. And on to the cup race. You know, we got to start with our favorite. The cup race. We got to start with the cup race's favorite thing to start off with. 
Mm-hmm. Of Rendalee. Mm-hmm. My favorite weather channel is NASCAR. <laughs> yeah, it's mine too. <laughs> Whenever I want to know how if it's oh, going to be raining or wait. not, I look at NASCAR app. Sorry, Jacob. Um, we have to end the podcast. Why? It's raining. <laughs> <laughs> and me, this podcast is official, so like. Let me get the the jet dryers out there. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So obviously, of course, why not? been the theme of the season why not start with rain woohoo and that's not the rain season it's almost over that's what you think yeah it's almost over and yeah like, it's almost over it's like mm, let's fix it it's almost over because nascar is almost over <laughs> <laughs> rain season is over when nascar is done for yeah. the season oh and it's God. back when nascar is back <laughs> you know okay so going into the race i was really impressed <sighs> with bubba wallace he was doing pretty good, and after stage one, it was crazy, because he finished, I think, like, second or third. I can't remember what stage, I mean, what he finished stage one. I but did, I it, did, I do want to preface this to say, I did watch the race, but there are so many, like, rain instances that, oh, like, yeah. I, I just don't remember the race that well. It's just went back and forth with the rain and rain mm-hmm. and rain and rain. But luckily, anytime it rained, it was very, very light. So, that was really cool. So, we at least got the race in. Now, Bubba Wallace did really well. First stage? First stage one, he did extremely well. Got the points he knew he needed. Um, It wasn't that, I wouldn't say that eventful stage one. Like, it was good racing all around, I felt like. It just wasn't anything like something crazy going on. Mm-hmm. We got through stage one pretty quick. I don't think without caution. Now stage two is when it got crazy because oh something I want to bring up is Corey joined in second stage one. If I'm not mistaken. Dang really? Was stage one? Yeah, I think so. Good for him. Um, he's on the playoffs though, so doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> the biggest thing that we took out from Sunday or I guess Saturday was. Joy Logano. Corey Joy in front of him spins out, collects Joy Logano. Which is crazy. Joy Logano, like, technically wasn't anywhere near him. Mm-hmm. But it's Bristol. You can be halfway across the track and somebody, somebody spins out on the other half and suddenly you're involved in that wreck. You know, that's mm-hmm. just, it's Bristol, baby. <laughs> Yeah. And that was that was a crazy that was a crash. That was a crazy crash. Wrong place, wrong time. Now you're Truly. out of the playoffs. And now you're out of the playoffs. Directly in his rear tire. It it was like it was like all the cars were like, We're gonna bend that toe link. Mm. We're gonna break that that toe link right there, sir. Get him. <laughs> That's yeah, what all the cars said. <laughs> I heard it. <laughs> yeah, I just thought that was crazy. I mean, I caught it. I said that. Who we say? We said Joel Logano has the most chance of not making it. And saying he didn't like the past two episodes. We've both been saying like Joel Logano like hasn't had it. Mm-hmm. It's surprising he even made it in the playoffs. I think he even said like, yeah, he said uh, word for word like after he was released from the care center, he said 
not so good we just haven't been fast enough we haven't been fast all year long it's our own fault for not being fast enough maybe a miracle will happen to get us through this is like in the middle of the race mm-hmm. but um <laughs> yeah like he said it he said it himself they haven't been good all year they haven't been fast all year they haven't been like anything all year i i don't know how he got into the playoffs honestly because he won <laughs> where when um las vegas i don't remember some early race yeah he won um but the thing was right after that it was bubba and truex for the final playoff spot mm-hmm. and it was obviously joe was joe Logano going down it was them two above now here was the issue with them two being above they were plus four around around there plus four plus five mm-hmm. around there the rest of the night but if someone were to win from that bottom, like whether it be Michael McDowell, uh, <clears throat> Ricky Stenhouse Jr., or Kevin Harvick would have won, then Bubba or Truex would have been out because they would have moved everyone else down. So they were still fighting just in case someone knew one. And Michael McDowell was close. Uh, <clears throat> but then right after, no, I wouldn't say right after, but Truex is sucking. He's not all of a sudden not doing good. He's trying to stay in front of, uh, I think Ty Gibbs at that time, who's the leader. And he stays in, or he's trying to stay in front, and he spins his car out like halfway, and catches it, and NASCAR causes caution. This is right as Ty Gibbs was passing him. Mm-hmm. And to my eyes, I would have cut a caution. You would have. Yeah. Really? Yeah, because I really thought, I mean, when you look at the replay, Martin Truex Jr. was like halfway already, like sideways, and saved it. Mm-hmm. But he saved it so fast. I That's still my thing. Yeah, but you also got to think, you're at Bristol, a short track. Everyone, there's cars all around at all times. So you have to be on it quick. And I get like, yeah, it could have been okay. I mean, looking at the whole picture, yeah, I look a little bit quick. But you're in a moment, you know, there's 43 cars or 40 cars going around that track. One looks like it's spinning. You're going to call that. Well, you're the minority here (laughs) because all on Twitter, people were very upset about that caution call. Truex even said, like, on the radio, uh, like, he was fine or whatever. He, like, he really didn't even say much. I don't think he said much after. Like, he probably just, like, was like, oh, like, I got loose or something. But, like, after on the radio, he said, what was the caution for? Me? (laughs) Like, that summarizes how uneventful, I guess, like, what he did was. To me, in my eyes, like, Mm -hmm. I was, like, I had been looking at my phone because I was, like, pretty tuned out of the race because of all the rain and stuff. Like, I was was losing focus. I couldn't, I couldn't do it. But, um, I saw there's a caution. And it was replaying what happened with Martin Truex. And I thought they were just, like, I, it was so um, minor to me that I thought it was, like, oh, this is what happened, like, in the caution. Like, like, I don't know why. I just thought, like, this happened, like, after the caution or something like that. Mm -hmm. Like, it wasn't the cause of the caution. Or, like, maybe right before the caution. Before, like, another, like, some big wreck happened or whatever. And I was, like, oh, shit, I missed the caution or whatever. And then I realized, wait that was the caution Mm -hmm. i was like what 
I wasn't happy with it. Fans weren't happy with it. But also, I wasn't happy with the race in general. So, I guess I'm biased. Hmm. And Ooh. to be clear, again, I wasn't happy with it because of the rain delays. Yeah. It genuinely, it felt like every, like, 30, 50 laps, they had to go <laughs> to the pit. Mm-hmm. I sit there. It was very frustrating. Mm-hmm. And 30 and 50 laps in Bristol? That's like two seconds. <laughs> and I'm not exaggerating at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but then Danny Hamlin goes on to win a race. Oh, and also the interesting fact about that was Truex was a cause for caution. So he was the first car lapped down. But because he's a cause of caution, he doesn't get his lap back. He's not the lucky dog. Nope. So and then that actually hurts him because he's not as close to the leader. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was really interesting. That was crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but then Denny Hamlin wins. A uh, cucumber is thrown on the track. Yeah, that was really random. That was funny. That was hilarious. <laughs> there is there's a cucumber on the track. <laughs> That's it. That's the story. <laughs> I don't even know how someone threw it. I, mean, I, I saw a video like, today of like this was the origin of it. And yeah, like, this video and you see the cucumber rolling on and, the track. You know, I thought it was gonna be like I thought it was gonna be something malicious, like where they someone throws it and tries to like hit, hit him with it. Uh huh. But you can just tell someone just tossed it on the <laughs> on the yeah. track. Like what? NASCAR fans. Yeah, that you was funny. Them. You gotta love them. That was funny. Those hypocritical fans. Oh my god! <laughs> I bet they don't even like cucumbers. They probably don't. <laughs> but now on to the round of 12. We have Byron, Byron. Truex, Hamlin, Larson, Busher, Bell, Bush. Um, <laughs> Hello? There's a lot of bees. Nah, that's messed up. We're going, okay. there's a list here and he skipped Kyle Bush. Because there's three bees right next to each other. Busher, Bush, Bell. Come on. Okay, we'll start over. <laughs> So the round of 12, William Byron, Martin Truex Jr., Denny Hamlin, Kyle Larson, Chris Buescher, Kyle Busch, Chris Bell, Tyler Reddick, Ross Chastain, Brad Kozlowski, Ryan Blaney, and Bubba Wallace. You got through it. Thank and you, you said all their first names when they're not there. Good job. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We have Texas, Talladega, and Charlotte Robo. Honestly, let's go over who was cut off first. Like, McDowell, Senhouse, uh, Harvick. And Logano. And Logano. What about it? Harvick and Logano tied in points. Mm-hmm. They're both cut off. You know, they're both in the bottom four. Mm-hmm. But they tied in points, which I find very interesting because, you know, we talked about it. Joey Logano got out of the race. um, Like, pretty much in the middle of the race. And Kevin Harvick was there till the end. Mm-hmm. And he tied in points with Joey Logano, who was out of the race. He was that bad. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Kevin Hart- Harvick in his retirement year. At one of his best tracks. <laughs> yeah. They just lay an egg. Absolutely lay an egg. They lay an egg? Yeah. What does that mean? Like, they didn't do good. It was a bad day. What does that have to do with laying an egg, though? You never heard of that before? No. You've never heard of man. You really laid an egg. <laughs> no. 
What does that have to do? I don't lay eggs. <laughs> That's the whole point. <laughs> you don't lay eggs. But it's a loss if you lay an egg. I would think that would be a miracle. God. <laughs> Why would I lay an egg? That's nothing short of a miracle. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Never heard that saying. Okay, Dr. I swear to God, Dad is going to talk to us tomorrow, and he's going to be like, Jacob, that's not how the saying goes at all. Whatever. (laughs) I'm here for NASCAR. (laughs) I'm not here for sayings. Now I'm in here for laying an egg. How do I do that? (laughs) Anyways, what do you want to talk about them? (laughs) That was mainly it. All right. That was it? Oh, my God. (laughs) Well, because as a fan, as somebody who doesn't really get the whole point system, it's crazy that... Kevin Harvick was still in the race and still tied with Joey Logano, who crashed out. Mm-hmm. That's funny. Hilarious. A cup yeah. of tea. Who do, you, who do you think are going to be the forward to be eliminated this round? In the next round? This round coming up. I hate to break your heart, Jacob. I already know you're going to say it. I agree with you. <laughs> then let's not say it. <laughs> we have to. <laughs> <laughs> Bubble Wally. <laughs> uh, I don't like how Kyle Busch has been looking. Really? You know, mm-hmm. he's going to Texas where he's won four times. Huh? He's going to Texas where he's won four times. Good for him. Okay. I don't like how he's been looking. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think he could he could be there fighting for it at the end. I think he'll still get to the round of eight. But I think he'll be at the end. Okay. But bro. I'm going to hope for the best, bro. Who do you think is going to be out? <laughs> this class. <sighs> you said Kyle Bush. <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> okay. I said I think he's going to be fighting at the end. But he's going to make it. The only person you told me you think they're going to be out is Bubba. And then you all of a sudden went to Kyle Bush. Okay, okay. Bubba, <laughs> you want me to tell you four. Yes. Right here, right now. Yes. Bubba Wallace. Okay. Brad Kozowski. <clears throat> okay. Ryan Blaney, but I think he's going to be on the line. And... Christopher Bell. Maybe maybe Tyler Reddick. I think Christopher Bell and Tyler Reddick are on the same playing field right now. Well, Christopher Bell won the Rover last year. Okay. Move up, move to the round of eight. Oh, yeah, he did. That was a crazy win. He was, like, all the way out. He was, like, minus, like, 150,000 points. And then he won the race. That was a crazy <laughs> win. I remember that. I was like, oh. <laughs> I love him, too. Yeah, that was a crazy. I say, sorry, Bubba Wallace. <laughs> I'm proud of you for getting this far. You know, be proud of yourself. Now, next year, be ready to come out. Go to championship four. But I think this year. Will be out round of twelve. Mm-hmm. I think it'll be a bit short. I think Bubba Wallace, Ross Chastain. Oh, true. I didn't even consider him. Or did I say him? No, I didn't. I'm gonna say Bubba Wallace, Ross Chastain, Ryan Blaney, and I'm really thinking, really, really thinking. <sighs> I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna say Kyle Busch. He's going to Texas where he's won four times in the past year. Okay, I'm just letting you know. He's won there like 50 times in the past season already. I'm just letting you know. In this season? How dare you? I mean, I know he's good at road coursing too, so I I don't know. I feel like it's either between Kyle Busch or Martin Truex Jr. 
Well, we both think that Boba and Blaney are going to be out. Mm-hmm. And they're two best friends. So at least they're going down together. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I guess we'll see where it goes. It's Texas, Talladega, oh, yeah. Charlotte. I like that on the picture it tells you mm-hmm. the races they're going to do. Now, Talladega is going to be the one that's thrown up there. Wild card? Mm-hmm. But hear me out. Mm-hmm. Whoever does bad at Texas, and we'll talk about it. Whoever does bad at Texas is behind the cutoff line. Or around the cutoff line. And the points restart here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When they go to Tadega, they better be fighting for their lives. They better the avoid horse. every wreck. <laughs> because if they get into one wreck, they go into Charlotte with that at least, I'm going to say right now, at least a 30-point margin. Mm-hmm. And, and you're going to have to win that, that Charlotte race. Yeah, in terms of, like, having to avoid Rex and, like, just coming down to pure luck in that way. Unfortunately, the person with the worst luck here is Bubba. (laughs) Bubba and I'd say Christopher Bell. I'm hoping Bubba wins Texas. That would be cool because he's been really good at intermediate tracks. Mm -hmm. But I can't see him. Maybe even Talladega, but I just can't see him doing good at Charlotte. He's just not good at uh, road courses. He's just not good. It's the Roval, Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Um, Roval. Uh, I just, honestly, I hope at Charlotte, the only thing I don't want is Daniel Suarez losing, losing his power steering. <laughs> I was so pissed off when he, that happened wow, last year. I remember that. I was so pissed. That was crazy. Mm-hmm. That was crazy. I'll never forget it. I love that man. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, we just hope for the best for Bubba. Hope for the best for Kyle Busch. But we'll see. This is... Hope for the worst for Chase Elliott? Yes, of course. Always. Oh, yeah. What what did he finish this race at Bristol? Seventh. And you were pissed? Yes. <laughs> I was like, where, where was this? Where was this at all? Anywhere else? I mean, you gotta remember, he broke his ankle. He was out for like six races, right? Yeah, and then he got suspended for a race. Why did he get suspended? I don't remember that. Because he wrecked Danny Hamlin. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he did. Oh, we never went over um, the whole Kyle Larson and Chase Elliott bump that happened the race before Bristol. Was it Kansas? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and also... Kind of annoying me because there was this lady on Sirius XM who never heard of her face before. But talking trash about Chase Elliott, saying that he's not good, he's not the face of Hendrick, and all that stuff, blah, blah, blah. That was really annoying. Because, yeah, I even said, I even mentioned, I think, Chase Elliott didn't know Kyle Larson was being pushed up. I don't like Kyle Larson, but, mm-hmm. and honestly, if I was Chase Elliott, I'd be pissed off too. Mm-hmm. In real time, with all the, with everything that he knew, yes, mm-hmm. you'd be pissed off yeah, with that because, same information. Exactly. Now he said, "I talked to Kyle Larson afterwards. I didn't realize the situation." He said, mm-hmm. "But we're men, and we can talk about it. That's a great thing about us." Mm-hmm. But other people want to talk shit. We're gonna say shit. Everyone, anyone else want to talk trash? And uh, and uh, he said some other some other stuff about it. But basically, kind of like adding her, like you're a kid. Mm-hmm. We're adults, and we handled it like adults, which I thought was, like, good for him because 
I don't like Kyle Larson, but I mean, yeah, you can that still whole talk. the thing with that incident, honestly, outside looking in, not as a Chase Elliott fan, I was seeing a lot of people that weren't Chase Elliott fans be like, "Oh, here come the Chase Elliott fans to defend uh, Chase when he was clearly in the wrong." Blah blah. You should be ashamed of Chase or whatever. But it's like. <laughs> No Chase Elliott fans were like all, all Chase Elliott fans I saw were like it's not that deep honestly like he it wasn't either it was a simple misunderstanding and even if it was like no one was there and Kyle Larson did that I it's still racing Chase Elliott just bumped him back cool mm-hmm. whatever move on from it it wouldn't now have if, been a big if deal. Kyle Larson just did that like nobody was pushing him and then Chase Elliott in retaliation like spun him out. In the middle of a race. That's different. That's different. Or Kyle Larson bumping him and spinning him out. That's different. Mm-hmm. But Kyle Larson would have bumped him on, on pit road. Chase Elliott would have bumped him back. Going out of the pits. Mm-hmm. Okay. Even. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's not that big of a deal. Whatever. Yeah. So, I thought I thought it was crazy how out of proportion it got blown out. Because I was like, what the heck? <laughs> it wasn't that deep. It was not that deep. <laughs> it was not that deep. <laughs> Calm down. Chase other fans didn't say anything. <laughs> like, nobody's getting yeah. riled up. It's just y'all mm-hmm. getting riled up about the fans that didn't even do anything. Which is usually how it is. I mean, yeah. we have some crazy Chase Elliott fans. But I see more haters than I do Chase Elliott fans being crazy about Chase Elliott. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know you like to play into it a lot sometimes, too. How? Like, you're like, I remember what you did to Chase back in 1908. Oh, yeah. Something. That's why I don't like Denny Hamlin. We all know why. Every Chase (laughs) Elliott knows why. Every Chase Elliott fan knows why we don't Mm -hmm. like Denny Hamlin. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Let me get me started on that. And that's when he started getting booed. That was the start of it. Really. Yeah, I guess so. Ever since then, he just doesn't say the right things to be a fan. I hope Chase Elliott and Carl Bush come out to be best friends. I don't care. Absolute best friends. No. And then and then Chase Elliott will get some haters. He already does. He has enough haters. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> True. <laughs> but not enough to hear booze during... What do you think Chase Elliott could do to get booze in his introduction? Um... I don't know. I feel like if Spin he were... Spin out Dell Jr.? That would be a good one. That would make a lot of people turn. If it was 100... If Dell Jr. was 100% innocent... Yeah, I can see that. Interesting. Anyways, let's end this tangent. <laughs> but, alright, I think that's pretty much everything we wanted to go over today. Mm-hmm. Nothing else, really, that we wanted to talk about. I'm sure after this boring race at Texas that we're going to watch, it's going to be much more interesting mm-hmm. with what's going on with Talladega. And Charlotte Rover was always, always a good race with the point situation elimination race. So that's going to be a good, good race. Mm-hmm. I can't wait for that. And we're yeah. in the middle of moving. Yeah. It's great. Love it. Love it. Gotta love it. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we'll see y'all later. See y'all next episode. Bye. Bye.